I've been reading Isaiah recently and came upon this verse and it really, it really struck a note with me when it said, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And I thought, oh. But we need to look at the background of this word. Why does Isaiah write it? Well, at the time, Ahaz was king of Judah. And Israel had decided to attack Judah. And God's word virtually to Ahaz was, Trust me, I'll protect you if you do. Stand firm in your faith, knowing that I won't let you down. That is basically what God was saying to Ahaz at the time. You know, stand firm. Trust me. But Ahaz didn't do that. He went running off to Assyria to get help. Because he didn't want to listen to God. He didn't stand firm in his faith. And it's actually recorded in 2 Kings that he did evil in the eyes of the Lord because he didn't, he didn't want to know what God was saying. He didn't want to be obedient. In time of trouble, he turned away from God. Before the exile, Jeremiah had warned Zedekiah to stand firm and trust in God. It was just before the Assyrians were about to attack. And Jeremiah had said to Zedekiah, Stay firm. Stay where you are in Jerusalem. God will, God will look after you. If you stay firm, if you stay where you are, God will look after you. Zedekiah chose to do his own thing. And he left Jerusalem when the Babylonians attacked. And as a result, he didn't stand. In fact, he was captured... He watched his sons being executed and he had his own eyes put out. He didn't have a very good ending to his life because he didn't listen to what was said. He didn't listen to Jeremiah saying, trust God. Trust God in those difficult times. Where do we turn in time of trouble? Well, the only place to turn is God. As far as I'm concerned, and the thing I found this morning was that the first thing we did when we got the news was pray. Because we knew that God was our source of strength. We knew that only he could help us. Only he can help Simon. And we sang today, our God is healer. And we're believing that. But the psalmist said... If I get this right. Which one? That one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh... When my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Not me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. Ben talked about the financial situation at the moment. 
and you hear, you hear the politicians and the market people all really anxious about the state of the pound, the state of the euro, the world today. But do you know what? I know that God's got it in control. God knows what's going on. And my hope is in him. And God will meet my needs. I've declared that for many years, actually. When my first husband was alive, he used to say to me, now, if anything happens to me, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And my reply was always, oh, don't worry, the Lord will provide. And he used to say, you and your airy fairy, the Lord will provide. How's he going to do that? But I knew that God would provide. And when I came near to retiring age, I knew that I hadn't worked very long and wouldn't get much of a pension. And you know, those old fears came back. Well, what's going to happen? I'm going to have to keep working. But God reminded me, because I was writing my book at the time, and I'd actually put in there that I believed the Lord would provide. And God provided me with a wonderful husband. And I'm blessed. We're blessed. We've not got the greatest pensions, but God provides our needs. God has allowed us to enjoy our life. And God has provided So I'm confident when anything comes because I know that my God is there. We've sung our God is greater, our God is higher. Our God is greater than any other. And it's so true. The psalmist knew who to trust and he he stood firm in his faith because he knew that God protected him. I could show you several examples in the Old Testament of those that trusted in God. But the one that I always notice is Jehoshaphat. Because when they came under attack, Jehoshaphat turned to God and he asked God to help. And this is God's reply. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the Pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm. There it is again, stand firm. And see the deliverance the Lord will give you. O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. I read the other day that there's 365 instances of do not be afraid in the Bible. One for every day of the year. Whether it's right, I haven't checked it out yet. I only read it. (laughs) Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. And what did Jehoshaphat do? He went out into battle praising God. He'd listened to what God said. And he did just as God said. And the battle was won. They honoured God and they stood firm in their faith. And the battle was won. God says to us so many times, trust me. Trust me. 
you may be in a difficult situation, you may find things so awful that you really don't know how things are going to work out. But God's word today is, trust me. What else can we do? So, how do we stand firm in our faith? I'd like to suggest one or two things that I feel God laid on my heart as to how you can stand firm in your faith. One, know what you believe. We'll come back to these in a minute. Two, study the word. Three, know the enemy. Four, maintain the fellowship. Five, one-to-one helps. And six, know where to go in times of trouble. Now, I haven't put those in any specific order, it's just the way that they came to me at the time. So let's go through them. Know what you believe. What do we believe? Well, Paul said... I know whom I've believed and I'm convinced that he's able to guard what I've entrusted to him for that day. Paul knew exactly what he believed. He'd had an encounter with Jesus. He knew that Jesus was the Son of God. He knew that God had called him to a specific purpose. He knew exactly what he believed and he wasn't afraid to suffer. He was imprisoned. But he knew that he could trust God. Do you believe that God will help you in times of trouble? Do you believe he'll provide your needs? Do you believe that he heals? Do you believe that he loves you? Yeah, I can hear some absolutes, but you know, that's one of the tough ones. Because there's a lot of people that find that one difficult. Why would God love me? I've done so many things wrong. I'm not the best person. I've let him down. Why does he love me? It's so easy, isn't it, to not feel loved, to not believe it. We sang earlier, in Christ alone, my faith, I can't remember the words now, in Christ alone, my hope is found. Wonderful words in that song. A real declaration that we trust God. In Christ alone my hope is found. He's the solid ground. We can trust him. Certainly today we've had to know what we believe. We've had to know that God is there in every situation. We've had to know that he loves us. And he will take care of us and our family. And we know that he's got the best for us. Absolutely. Even in difficult circumstances. So let's go on to study the word. This is one that some people find really difficult. Because sometimes it's time and you don't have time to read it. You don't have time to study But you know, even one or two verses, if you can just read a verse or two and take note of them, it's helpful. And in Psalm 119 it says, 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. You know, when you're going through a, a dark part, in the dark, you're walking in the dark, you need that lamp, you need that light to guide you. That's what the Christian life is like sometimes. It's like walking through the dark. And there's difficulties, there's things we stumble over. But if we've got that light to guide us, and if we've read the word and studied the word, it really does help because the word is a wonderful guide for the Christian. Don't just read it, but ask God to show you and help you to understand. Help him, ask him to show you things that you need to, to put into practice, you need to learn. I find it helpful to highlight passages as God speaks to me. If you look at my Bible, it's full of bright colours right the way through because I highlight the passages as God speaks to me. I also date it so that I can go back and sometimes I've got two or three dates against one particular passage because God's spoken to me over and over again. Because he knows with me, I don't learn the first time and I have to have it two or three times to remind me. But the other thing I find useful is to have a notebook beside me because then I'll jot down something that will remind me that God's spoken to me in that instance. But it's studying the Word. It's a wonderful book. It's a, it's a mixed book because there are passages that we don't even understand. There are things like genealogies and you think, well, why are they in there? But they're there for a purpose. And even those you can learn from, even if you find them boring. And... and it's just a case of asking God to help you as you read it and not just skimming over everything or certain passages and saying, oh, I don't understand that, I'll leave that because that might just be the one that God will say, actually that's the one I want you to read today because I've got something there for you. And then the next one, know the enemy. So who's our enemy? Satan. And Peter said, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. There it is again, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of sufferings. Paul wrote this at a time when the Christians were being persecuted. There are Christians today still being persecuted. We may not have persecution in the same way, but there are things we're going through. There are sufferings that we go through, and we still need to stand firm in the faith and resist. Satan is a liar. <coughs> He'll lead you on the wrong path. He's very subtle as well. He is real. You know, so often people say, oh no, you don't need to worry about Satan. We do. He's real. He's there to try and trap every one of us. And anyone who says he's not real is misleading you. Anyone that says he's not real has actually been misguided first of all because he's listened to Satan's lies. And one thing Satan wants to do is destroy our faith. Because without that, we've got nothing. Because if we're not standing firm in our faith, we're not standing at all. And that would be the greatest thing Satan could do. I remember years ago hearing that 
Satan or Satanists were praying against Christian marriages. Satan actually overstepped his mark at that point because somebody was fasting to pray against Christian marriages in a hospital and a nurse heard about it, a Christian nurse. So she alerted Christians to pray for Christian marriage. Pray for one another in your marriages. Pray that God will protect marriage. We see so so many marriages falling apart. We've got an instance in our own family at the moment where somebody's split up from his wife. And it's painful. It's painful seeing them go through it. But pray. Pray for Christian marriage because it's important. So what can we do to help us resist the devil? One of the things we can do is maintain fellowship. Being together is really great. It was lovely you praying this morning. And as you were praying, Liz held up my hand. And she reminded me, by doing that, it reminded me of the time when Moses, my memory's gone this morning, you forgive me, Moses was praying and he got his arms raised. But as his arms went down, the battle wasn't being won. So somebody actually held his arms up. Aaron and Joshua. Aaron and Joshua, thank you. I knew I'd get it all wrong this morning. They held his arms up. And you know, as you, as you were all praying for me, I really felt that strength as you did that. And I thought, yeah, you're lifting up my arms for the strength that I need for today and for now. So it was a wonderful example, I thought, you know, yeah, but that's part of the fellowship, you see, because we're part of a body. We're family together, and it's just wonderful to know that we've got the support of one another. And why do we need the fellowship? Well, we've already said Satan's like a wild animal. And if you've ever watched any of the um, natural history programs, and you've seen a lion attacking a herd... He won't go for the ones in the middle, he'll go for the ones on the edge, because they're the easier ones to attack. He'll go for the ones on the periphery, because those on the periphery are the easiest ones to get at. And the other thing about fellowship is, if you think of a fire with all the coals together, burning, the minute a coal falls off the fire, it dies because it hasn't got the rest of the, the coals there to help it burn and that's just like us because if we're not together we can die just the same and I've seen Christians who've been in fellowship and then gone out of fellowship who've lost faith I've seen them go astray as well and, and go away from God's laws because they've They've lost that fellowship. And because of that, Satan has just been there and said, yeah, but you don't need to worry about that. That doesn't matter anymore. You can do what you like. It's not true. Satan is a liar. We need each other. And in our church, we have... Oh, I've missed that completely. Paul said, let us not give up meeting together as some have done. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. 
don't give up meeting together don't meet, give up the fellowship and then one to one helps something we try to promote in church having a one to one relationship with somebody else in the church where you can share with them you can share the things that are on your heart they can pray for you it's a way of accountability because you're actually talking to them about the things that are really deep within you and they can come to you later and say well how are you getting on with that situation have you done anything about that (coughs) or I found this today this might help you in a situation but it's good to be in a one-to-one we're all in it together and I've used an unusual passage for this for from the Bible for this because I've got from Genesis do you remember Cain said am I my brother's keeper he may have thought he didn't need to worry about his brother and certainly you know well why should I bother about him you know but actually we have a responsibility to one another we all need each other I need you you need me and if we stand together we stand less chance of being picked off and I strongly recommend that you have somebody you can talk and share with I've found it invaluable and I'm going to embarrass her now but I've, I've had a one-to-one with Pat for the last how many years Pat? 30? 30 odd years no nearer 40 actually 36 years nearer but she's been an encouragement to me over those years she's built me up, she's strengthened me she's guided me we've had a good relationship pardon? and the other way round, okay I'll, I'll say that as well but we've had that relationship for years and years and I've valued that and I recommend it and I'd say if you haven't got one find somebody and if you're not sure who to ask, well, come and see one of, one of us. We, we'll help you with it. And then, nowhere to go in time of trouble. Well, we told you where we went this morning. Straight to God. Because it's the only way I know. It's the only way I know that if, if something's wrong, I turn to God. Because I know he'll help me. God is there for us. And if we look at 1 Samuel, David had lots of times when he needed God. David had lots of times when he was in trouble. But this one particularly, they'd been out, the men had been out fighting and they came back. And when they got back, they found that the women and children had been taken. And the men weren't very happy. In fact, they were going to stone David. He was going to have a pretty tough time. And David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. And each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. I think Brian, you said one version says David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He went to God for strength because he knew that God was the one that could help him. When times are hard, God is there for us. We can rely on him to help us through. 
He doesn't promise that we won't have any difficulties. Christian life has never been a bed of roses and, and, and we would never say to you, come to Jesus because everything will be right. It's not. The thing is, as a Christian, come to Jesus and he will give you the strength to cope with the situation you're in. He will help you in those situations. He will help you through. And I've seen situations that I've come through. I've seen times when I've really been anxious about my family. One member of the family in particular, I was really anxious about trying to do it all my way. And God said, just let go. Let me do the work. Let me deal with it. You take your hands off and allow me. Because you see, I was trying to win the battle. But the battle wasn't mine, it was God's. I'm not saying it's resolved yet, but I know that God can do it. I know that he can help me. I read today's word for today, and it's interesting that it's actually today. When God introduced himself to Abraham, he went by the name El Shaddai, which means the provider of all. And today, God is saying to you, I will be all you need. Now, you know that God is able, but don't you sometimes wonder if he's willing? Simply having a revelation of God's ability is not enough. You must believe that he will in order to put a solid foundation under your faith. God actually gets great pleasure out of meeting your needs. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. How many times do we think, well, God won't do it for me because I'm not good enough? But the Lord is full of compassion. He's gracious. One of the questions I asked earlier was, do you believe God loves you? If you really believe that, then you know God will do whatever you've asked him. The eyes of all look expectantly to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. God will grant us our desires. We may have to wait for them. God may not answer your prayer in the way you think he should or when you think he should. But if you trust him... He will answer in the way that's best for you. I thought that was amazing today, that that was the, the words that that said. God will answer it in the way that is best for you. But you've got to trust him. We've got to trust him. I've got to trust him. I'm not just saying this to you, it's me as well. So, stand firm in your faith. Put on the armour that God has given you. He's given us the armour. If we read Ephesians 6, we can read about the, put on the armour, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That's the one attacking part of it, isn't it, of the armour, the sword. That's the bit you can attack. And if you remember when Jesus was attacked by the devil, 
his response was, it is written. He knew, because he knew the word. And that's why it's so important for us to know the word, to be able to stand firm in our faith. If you're finding it difficult to stand, because it isn't always easy, then ask somebody to pray with you. We're all here to help one another. Don't let the moment go by. If you're feeling today that you need somebody to pray with you, please don't leave here without asking somebody to pray with you that your strength, your faith will be strengthened, that you will be able to stand firm in your faith. I was uh, looking around here uh, well, at the end when Chrissy was talking and seeing these mats and a silly thought came to me. I was reminded of Jesus when he said, um, a wise man builds his house on a rock. And that whole principle of standing firm in your faith. And it was, for me, it felt like I want to stand on a rock and not on the sand. I want to stand on something firm and not what the rest of the world's trying to cling on to. I want to be standing on something firm. You don't have to come and stand on a mat to be prayed for, but I wanted you to feel free just to, to come and we can pray for you um, and ask God to give you um, the, the courage to believe what you believe. Sometimes there's stuff out there that's constantly whispering in our ears. Isn't it? Constantly. And, and, and it, 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 eats, it can eat away. But it's rubbish. There is but one firm foundation. And that is Christ. And if you're being, if you're feeling in your ear, and you want to stand firm, well come and let's just pray. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. We'll break and have coffee. Come then, once everybody else has gone to have coffee, and, and we can pray. Um, just before we do that, one other thing I want to do, and that is just to say that for the next couple of weeks we've got some things I'd like to encourage your involvement with. Um, uh, next week we're going to be sharing together um, about the last year. And if you have a testimony out of last year, and if I look around the, this room, I can see lots of people who have a testimony of God's faithful love and kindness and healing through all of last year. If you can even vaguely identify with that now, just to, for everybody's encouragement, maybe you'd like to put your hand up and say, yep, God was faithful to me in 2011. Anybody else? I've got one hand. Is there only one person who God was faithful to last year? <laughs> Good. Yes, we have examples. And I'd like you to think more about that between now and next week, because there's going to be some opportunities for a couple of minutes, no longer than that, not your life history, but a couple of minutes of, of the very most, two minutes is long, it can just be a sentence. I'm going to give an opportunity for that. And when I'm sharing about all that God's done, I wanted it to be everything 
of, of what God's done amongst us, but also we'll be talking about what the church has done. The following week, we're going to be talking about what God's going to be doing in 2012. The things that we believe God's got in store for us. So we've got a, a, a great foundation laid by Christy this morning in terms of standing on a firm foundation. Good. Let's have, enjoy some fellowship. If you want to be prayed for, if you'd like some prayer, come here and I will pray with you. Be glad to do that.